time to show you who I really am via the medium of podcast. I'm Keir Starmer, and this is Non-Censored. Hello and welcome to Non-Censored, the podcast that wraps up all the best bits from Harriet Langley Swindon's very real daily radio show into one easy-to-digest highlights package. But this week, on the advice of over two people in my office, it's being hosted by me, leader of the opposition and the next Prime Minister of the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland, Sir Keir Starmer KC. But you could call me Keir. I'm joined by Harriet's regular producer, Martin, who I am very proud to call my best friend. How are you, Martin? (laughs) Yes, indeed. We have an interview with Dominic Cummings. Ishan Akbar's hot... No, Martin, I... I asked what? how you were. What? How how are you, Martin? You know, are you well? Is there is there anything I can do for you or? No, sorry, this this feels wrong. Look, can can I can I just tell the listeners what's in the show? Yeah, of course. Yeah, if you want, that's uh, that's called signposting, isn't it? Letting people know what to expect. I've been listening to podcasts to prepare for this, Martin. Oh yes, which ones? Oh God, loads. I mean, I I love the rest is politics, uh, the rest is history, uh, the news agent. Those are all my favourite podcasts too. They're all just so reasonable, aren't they? Oh, they really, really are. Anyway, what's on the show this week, Martin? Well, we've got an interview with Dominic Cummings, Ishan Akbar's hot and spicy takeaway about AI, and Government Minister Rosie Holt MP joins us to explain the train ticket office closures, or rather, non-closures. <laughs> uh, don't forget you can email us at nonsensedpodcast at gmail.com. We're already planning our end-of-year shows, so if you have any questions about the crazy events of 2023, get them in as ASAP as possible. Is that questions from the public? Oh, well, I I don't think you're booked for those shows. Oh, thank God. I mean, I've come on here to show a more relaxed side of me, and I don't do that well under the pressure of answering direct questions. I was hoping that this would be a bit more like... uh, out to lunch or help I sexted my boss, where we just shoot the breeze with a guest and show how relatable we are. That's certainly possible. (laughs) Uh, Also, a quick note, if you are subscribed to this podcast on an Audioboom RSS feed, please note that it will stop working on the 24th of November. If you want to keep listening, you'll need to switch to the new one, which you can find in the show notes for this episode. But on to this week's show. Let's start with my forensic interview with Dominic Cummings, who talked to us after giving evidence to the COVID inquiry this week. And listeners might be interested to know that after this went out, Ofcom asked us to extend our delay on live interviews to seven minutes. Let's take a listen. It's time now for this week's big forensic interview. This is the one where we really dig deep, we try and get some answers, we try and uh, find consensus across the political divide. So I'm delighted to be joined by Mr Dominic Cummings. Hello, Dominic. Good. Thank you so much for joining us today. Are you okay? You sound a little uh, little frustrated. No, really. I'm sick if people ask me questions the whole time. And, 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 so uh, the, the accusative... Tone to people's voices really getting on my nerves lately. Okay, well, I, I didn't mean to accuse. You know, the, the interview's not begun, so 
if there's anything you want to get off your chest now before we dive in, I, I want us to be friends at the end of this. You know, we, yeah. we, we don't agree, you and I. We're not, we're a little like um, Alistair Campbell and Rory Stewart, aren't we? You will see, there we go. Immediately, immediately, you'll put me on the back foot and say, I'm, I'm the bad guy here. What? What do I well, have to be? I mean, who am I? Am I Alistair Campbell or Rory Stewart? Well, who, who, I don't want to be either, quite frankly. Who would you like to be? We can come up with another analogy if you like. We can be Batman and the Joker, or um, well, I, I thought I, I thought I, we we were sort of like as a Batman and Robin sort of team. So oh, yes, yes, of course, being yeah, the well, Joker, yeah, yeah. I suppose, would work, or maybe um, uh, Two Face. Yeah, is it? Yeah, I mean, well, that sort another... of works for you, doesn't it, Dominic? Because you're you're you know known for being quite deceitful. Deceitful. And... I mean, listen, this is the one thing that people get wrong about me. I've been honest the whole time, and everyone else is just telling me that I, I'm telling. Lies, but you are telling lies, Dominic. No, 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 I'm not. No, that was that was I'm a Dominic talking. Then what was? Yes, it was I'm a Dominic. Be nice to the people, Dominic. See if I can be friends with you, and then you can get what you want. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah I'll try and do. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Can we just start over again, please? Okay. Well, well. Let's say, let's say we've we, we've got a Two Face. Uh, we've got a Robin. We've we've got a Batman. But there's no reason why we can't find uh, common ground. Those places we agree, yes? I suppose. Okay. If you want. Okay. So you've been in the news again this week. We've we've been enjoying seeing your face back on our on our screens. You've been uh, a subject of an inquiry about the COVID pandemic. How did you feel about that? How do you think it went? From my perspective, it went quite well because everything I say is true and right. But I just didn't like the, the tone of the other guy picking on me and making out... I was rude because I called a few people f- f- pigs. And, um, right. you know, yeah. what's wrong with being rude to women once in a while? Well, this well, yeah, this was part of the what we wanted to talk to you about, was there was a real sort of, uh, it looks like there was quite a macho culture in Number 10, wasn't there? That's how it came across in the news. But maybe you've got an opportunity now to, um, to let us know a bit more and dig a bit deeper and let us know what was really going on. Because it sounded like everything was quite toxic and unpleasant in there. Is, is that the truth? What? This is the thing, right? So if I'm being rude to a woman, yeah, right, yeah. and then I'm being even ruder to a man, yeah, that means I'm actually, if the stand of me being rude is calling a man a f- pig, yeah. then in mathematical terms, I'm actually being nice to the woman, right? Your okay. kindness, I suppose. It's sort of feminism. Mm. I'm operating on a different scale with, like, my maximum arsehole is my nice. Yeah, I don't think we should talk about your... Maximum arsehole. That's my nice tone. Like on Christmas that, Day, I'm a maximum arsehole. My wife would say to me, oh, that's, this is really great. You've just been a maximum arsehole. That is nice. So if I'm if I'm like apocalypse arsehole to a woman. Oh, dear. Apocalypse is, is, beyond, is nice. beyond maximum. That goes above. Just clarifying the scales here. So the maximum higher. isn't actually the maximum. Well, we don't see where the, where, the, where the confusion might have come, Dominic. If you're telling people this is the maximum and then you go beyond and you become ruder, then it creates a mathematical problem for the people you're dealing with. It's it's hard for them to process. Oh, right. So what is worse, maximum or apocalypse? Oh, well, the apocalypse. Well, I don't know. Now you now you mention it. That well, it's the end. It's the end of days, isn't it? So... I would say the apocalypse is is a is a maximum. It's sort of well, the maximum. Well, I've just said the two different things. Right. I don't know if you say is is true and correct. Yeah, Dominic. Obviously, I I feel like is. Are we sort of learning here um, perhaps why you like your um, blog posts? Because it's sort of more about you being able to vent and explain how you feel without actually having to interact 
with other people? Are other people the problem in, in mm. your yeah. mind? Well, you've just seen it in this very interview. I'm just trying to make a simple point, and then I'm told that my words don't even mean the things that I mean. It's on me for being pedantic, really. Yeah, well, you're trying to say the maximum means maximum. Yeah. That so, makes you an arsehole, makes you apocalypse arsehole. Uh, no, Keir, I, I have to... No, he's, no, he's right, he's right. No, you're not an arsehole, don't, don't you... No, I think, I think he's right. You're an apocalypse arsehole, pig. No, well, you're completely okay. right, you're completely right. Come on it's now. my fault. I take it on the chest, I, I shouldn't have reacted in that way and I'm sorry. Listen, I think the people if, in the... No, you listen to me. If there was an apocalypse and there were people going around f***ing the pigs and the pigs were dead and mutated, you would be the guy f***ing the pig. Yeah, well, no, which, that's which completely one? right. I've always thought that myself as well. It's it's a relief to hear this told about me because it's what I've thought for a long time. Yeah, and you get you. by the pig, and then you think there wasn't enough, and you go round and get the pig to f you. Okay, yeah, Mr. Yeah. Cummings, this, this, I'm going you're to just have describing to... my Wednesday. Could you just, for a moment, maybe we should move the conversation I, on? To I don't see something... the problem here. This is how people talk in Westminster. This is this is business talk in Westminster. If if we were to to move the the topic onto something else, of course, Let's... Um, maybe a, a simpler, happier time for you. Um, for example, your trip to Barnard Castle. I mean, I understand that was a very important, significant, quite trip a big turning you. point. How? It was, yeah. Have you been back? I have been back, and it wasn't as good because it it lacked the danger. Right. Listen, my car is fueled on the tears of, of people. Don't okay. Tell oh, them this, Dominic. No, I've got to tell them, Dominic. Be nice. You must be the friends of the people. No, no. I tell them. I tell them. I tell them. Goddamn truthful, right? And then accept it. Those uh, pigs. My car is powered on the tears of people who are mourning the deaths of their family members to COVID. Well, so it was only when enough it, people who had died that I could travel that far in my car. Or I wanted to test how many people were mourning. It was a scientific test. Don't say this. Don't tell people this, Dominic. I won't tell people this. I'll tell them the goddamn truth. It sounds quite green. Is that a... An energy well, source that I, I was going to say we could put I in mean, our manifesto or something. It seems like quite a um, uh, unusual way to travel, but actually, it's not so different to what the people of um, you know Just Stop Oil are saying. Really, it's sort of all, what they want, isn't it? All petroleum get us is, off fossil fuels. It's other people's yeah. tears, isn't it? It's that it, it's yeah. it's blood fuel. In a way. So this Finally. is what I'm saying again. You'd assume that when we get someone like you on this podcast, Dominic, that all we'd find is uh, disagreement and dissent. But already we're finding the ways in which we could come together and make the country better, aren't we? Yes. Finally, people understand that it was a scientific experiment and stroke family holiday, but primarily a scientific experiment to benefit the, the people from their own misery. Do you reckon it was a success? Absolutely. Absolutely. Let's talk a bit about the, uh, the the COVID pandemic in general and the government's response to it. I feel like what we got from your answers in the inquiry this week, there was a general lack of preparedness, wasn't there? Yeah, everyone else was unprepared apart from me. Right. That's, and that's sort of convenient for you for that to be the case, isn't it? Dominic, were you... Um... Uh, were you in the Cub Scouts as as a child? I know the, the motto there is be prepared. I always thought that was a... A good motto is that something that you um, you know took from from the scouting movement? Or? I I got kicked out of the Cub Scouts because I couldn't iron my shirt in and get my ironing badge, 
and I've never been able to iron shirt ever since I've been the age of eight. I've never been able to iron shirt. Other than that, why do you find it so hard? (sighs) Don't tell them, Dominic. I just like to. It's just a. I mean. You could you could just put heavy things on it if you don't like the heat of the iron. You could just sort of press it. I hang um, my shirts in the in the shower, and then the oh, steam flattens them out. I've not I've not washed since pre-pandemic. since you were eight. Oh, right. So I mean that's one thing out of the window. And what sort of thing? And I don't read. I don't read books or have any heavy things in the household. You don't have anything heavy? No, it's just basically I live in a world of negative ideas. Right. So you don't Which have anything. Are... You just don't have possessions. Yeah. Just misery. I. It's basically, as I said, the whole house is run on the tears of other people. Yeah. And that I've got no no possessions at all. What's the heaviest thing in your house? Uh... How much got... do you weigh, Dominic, if that's not too much of a personal question? Because what if you like, lay on your own shirt? I weigh just under one kilogram. Is that it? Yeah. God, you look... Also... I, I don't want this to sound rude, but you do look heavier. No, it's just what I... One kilogram, and I don't know if you've ever seen me from the side, but I'm completely two-dimensional, both in with my ideas and physically. Right. That's... Yeah. And I suppose if you Gosh. haven't washed since pre-pandemic, it's probably best not to lie on top of some clean clothes. Amigo. Yeah, why, right. why would you need to wash if you're two-dimensional? I, I do have a question. It's about something you said in the inquiry. You said that you thought <sighs> the pandemic... No, I mean, no, it doesn't have to be a bad... It's not a bad thing. I'm not having a go at you here. Uh, but so you, boring, the we, pandemic all the while. Well, a lot was of a people... a long time ago. ...did die and it was quite a bad... It did have an impact. So I, I think it's okay to just ask a few questions at this point. He um, has given you, a lot of answers already this week. Though, yeah, Martin. well, we'll I fair. just... Literally just one thing you said, okay? okay, okay you said okay. You, you thought that it was the wrong crisis for the PM, Boris Johnson's skills. I was wondering if you could tell us what you thought the right crisis was. What do you think mm, would be a good, a good question, a crisis actually. that he could manage? Alien invasion. Okay. How do you think his specific skills would would come to bear in that situation? Are you talking about likable? Are you talking about immigrants, or are you hmm? talking about actual space men? Well, they're green. They're green. And, and, you decide. Right, and and you th- you decided. What? Yeah, I suppose they're green and they've got big heads, like in the. X Files. No, they've, got, they've actually got small heads. Oh, big bodies. Yeah, fascinating. And that would be the. So you de- you decided immigrants or aliens? I think he's talking well, about I, aliens. He's not particularly nice to immigrants, I, and I haven't seen him dealing with actual aliens before. So I, I suppose I pick aliens. Yeah, I mean, he absolutely hates immigrants, so it would definitely be aliens. Why do you think he'd be so good in that situation? What 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 would he do? Jolly, jolly, welcoming. Well, yeah. yes. He's got a nice smile, soft hands. And the first time you meet him, you don't want to kill him. It's only like the fourth or fifth time. Right. Yeah, well, I mean, people did warm to him on, um, you know, have I got news for you? And that's, I think, really what he was riding off for his entire premiership. It's got a long tail, that show, doesn't it? Mm. So, yeah, so Alien Invasion, uh, maybe something to do with sewage. I think you're probably quite good at Right. 
Well, Dominic, it's been fascinating chatting and uh, getting a few more clarifications about your answers at the inquiry this week. Uh, finally, um, because, you know, we are here in the model of, uh, of the rest of po his politics. Uh, so just a, a little kind of bit of light badinage at the end. Um, mm. Have you seen the football lately? Have you seen the latest results? Yeah. Did you see the Arsenal game? Did you see see that? I don't care. Well, no, I think I think you I think you care. If you knew the result, then I think you'd care. So, Keir, I'm not sure everyone likes football or Arsenal too much. But no, I, I think mean, every, I'm everybody likes excited. Arsenal. For... Whenever I go to an Arsenal game, I'm surrounded by people who love Arsenal. I just look yes. around me and everyone's kind of jumping up and down, waving their arms, you know. And then I, I look across on the other side and I can see there's loads of people over on the other side as well. So they're, they're presumably all there for Arsenal as well. People mm. love Arsenal. Every game I go to, it's, it's full of Arsenal fans, at least half full. It's incredible. So Dominic, you, you must have been excited by the result. I've got no feelings whatsoever towards anything in the world. Okay. Well, Maybe there's something else we could just sort of chat about, do a, do a little bit of light banter. I'm sure we could find be, something. We to be honest, Sir Keir, I, I, I think the fact that he's not shouting at us and call us, calling us apocalypse asshole pigs, that we should yeah, probably just take pigs. the win. Yeah, maybe this is as good as it's going to get. Well, lovely to meet you, Dominic. Lovely to sort of befriend you a little bit. Are we friends? You How will you get, be voting next year? You can both get f***ed. Right. Oh, thank you. No, I don't think he meant it in a nice way. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Now, I don't know if you've noticed, but the government has done a few U-turns recently, haven't they? Which I found a bit funny, if you get my drift, Martin. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. indeed. Um, is that because they accuse you of... Yes, obviously, obviously it's about right. Yes, yes. Anyway, first they said they were going to close train ticket offices, and now they say that they're not going to close them. To explain this egregious inconsistency, we were joined by Rosie Holt, MP. We are joined now by Conservative MP Rosie Holt. Thank you so much for joining us, Rosie. Thank you. Thank you so much. Lovely to be here. Thank you. Pleasure to have you on. Rosie, before we delve into our interview, have you ever heard uh, My Dad Wrote a Porno? Uh, uh, yes. 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 Yes, yes. Very, very, very popular podcast, does very well, you know, one of the big ones. Yeah, so, a podcast for the people. Yeah, yeah, By exactly. the people. And that's really what I'm trying to do. I'm thinking of launching a podcast, which I hope will be very popular. And for this segment, I'd really like to kind of try exploring the format of My Dad Wrote a Porno. So while we do our interview, I may occasionally uh, segue into that, if that's okay with you. Um, yeah, yeah, right. sorry. Sorry, Rosie. I, I should have said something about this when I was booking you. Um, yeah, Sir Keir is sitting in for Harriet. Um, right. It's strange. We've we've never managed to get you and Harriet on at the same time. Um, so Sir Keir's in, that. and okay. he's just looking for an opportunity to pitch some ideas. Yeah, I'm just so trying thank out you the to read, read some uh, porn. Yeah, I might read some porn at some point, but I do want this to be a serious political interview. Um, okay, Politi politics and porn. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. okay. So no, let, let's yeah. start with the politics. We'll get right. to the porn. Yeah. Uh, but, um, porn. but let's start with 
you're here to talk about the latest government U-turn, because there's been another one, I notice. Well, well, Sakir, it's not it's not really a U-turn. Um, it's more a sort of going one way and then turning back again. Um, yeah. that, that's how we like to, to see it with this one. You know, a, a U-turn is... Is, is a very strong word, and I, I wouldn't say that is exactly what's happened. We've more turned the car around right. and come back again. Okay, yes. what would you call that? Um, a, a turnaround. A, tur- a turnaround. Turnaround. Right, yeah. yeah. So there's there's been a government turnaround. Yes. And, um, I don't know. I, I know that we're from. We're, I'm part of the opposition, so of course I'm never going to to agree with with your policies. But I I do have to say, speaking objectively, I don't think it's good when you say that you're going to do one thing. And then you change and you don't stick to your original pledge and you do something else. I just think that's going to prove unpopular. Well, uh, Sakir, what we do is we listen to the people. And this particular turnaround that you're talking about is that we said we were getting rid of ticket offices. And instead, we were heralding a new form of people getting tickets, which was just through machines and not through people. And we listen to the people. The people have spoken they want people giving them tickets, and and we, we always listen to the people. And that there's been a lot of things going on here. One of the things was that some of the people are old people. Mm-hmm. Now, we were of, of the mindset that old people didn't really matter. And then since with, with the COVID inquiry, we've since found out that they do. And we are now acting accordingly. And if those old people, if they want to get some train tickets, then we... We salute them, um, we, we welcome them to the ticket offices and we want them to, to feel safe getting tickets from the ticket offices. So we were really listening to the old people here. Before, we, we didn't realise we needed to listen to them. It feels a bit like you've really uh, flip-flopped on your, your attitude to old no, people. No, I, no, I'm, so I'm going to have to disagree with you there, Sir Kit. It was not a flip-flop. It was, um, you know, flip-flops, they sort of go up and down, yeah, don't they? Yeah, they sort and of they bounce on the foot, yes. yes. they are quite bouncy. So how would you characterise what what it is that you've done? There was no bounce to this. There was no bounce. It was more of a clop. A, a, okay. a clop. Sort of Birkenstock? Or... Yes, a cloppy Birkenstock, but maybe one with a floor that's a bit slidey. And so without you, in fact, intending to, the, 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 the shoe has sort of slid in a slightly different direction, and croc. we we are leading where the shoes take us. Yeah, that does sound like mm. a croc. Yeah, it's a croc or a jelly shoe. A jelly we- shoe. Yeah, no, I, yes, a, a jelly shoe. I I will take that. I think that's probably accurate. Um, yeah, we've jelly shoed to for the people, and we we you know we 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 we're not going to apologise for that. But the the point does stand that you've been pretty inconsistent in your approach to old people. First, they vote overwhelmingly for Brexit, so you work very hard to deliver a hard mm-hmm. Brexit for the old people, then you kill them all through the mismanagement of a pandemic, then you threaten yes, to take away their ticket offices, then you say they're going to bring back your, their ticket offices. Where, what do you actually feel about that part of the population? What's your actual policy on the on the elderly? We, we love the elderly. The elderly tend to vote for us in large numbers, which is absolutely wonderful. Um, however, sometimes we are in a world of survival of the fittest, and that, you know, that that happens not just in COVID, but it, when it comes to trains. And if they can't if they can't get on the train, then then maybe they should sort of you know walk a bit. Well, um, Ro- Rosie, if if yeah. you don't mind me asking, are you saying mm. that your um you know the Conservative policy is the older the better 
I mean, do you, would you like people to be older than they are? Um, no. You know, t- take a normal normal aged person. Make, no, we make like middle aged, middle 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 aged, um, high income people. Okay, those okay, are, right. Those, those are our people. Yes. What is um, middle aged to to you? Well, you know, it's the it's the usual. Um, you know, about fifty-five to eighty-five. Eighty-five, right? Quite a. And what wide are they in the middle of? Range. There? Middle of getting fitted up for their coffin, or I mean, it just—it's not—it's no, not the middle not, of their life, no. is it? You're at, implying at that life expectancy is is somewhere between one hundred and ten and one hundred and seventy. Well, yes, times are changing. Yeah, but nobody's um, living to 170. We're living longer, you know. Not as long as that, I don't think. Well, I, 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 don't, I don't know, Sakia. Listen, I, I didn't make up the definition. I'm just saying middle-aged okay. as it stands, and that's 55 to 85, um, okay. according to well, conservativehome.com. If, if I could just uh, uh, briefly, just while we're having this conversation mm-hmm. about this latest U-turn on travel, I'd just like to read you a little extract from uh, uh, a porno, would you believe it, about my oh. dad. Uh, obviously, in the original My Dad Wrote a Porno podcast, it was about uh, uh, the host's dad writing a porno. Sadly, my dad was a toolmaker. He didn't write porn. So I've had to write a, uh, a porno about him. So right. I will do it, which was, which was difficult to do, really. I had to do it with my okay. eyes closed. Uh, so I'll just read you a bit of that mm-hmm. and then we can just share our thoughts on it. So here goes. <clears throat> Rod Starmer, my dad, a professional toolmaker and now adult film star, leaned provocatively on the lintel of the booby lady's door. Hi, he drawled, provocatively licking the corners of his handlebar moustache into a provocative point. I'm Rod Starmer, toolmaker to the stars. I hear you had a problem in your maisonette that required the attention of a large tool. Oh yes, Rod, replied the booby lady desperately trying to keep all of her boobs in her hands at once as they threatened to spill out all over the porch. I heard nobody's tool is in as good condition as yours. Rod whipped out his tool, which glinted in the noonday sun. You're damn right, he coughed. This tool will get the job done in no time. Oh, but there's no rush, purred the booby lady. I'd like you to take your time using your tool to fix my problem. I don't need to be anywhere until 3.30.' when I need to pick up the kids from band practice. Rod was used to these sorts of encounters, but even he couldn't stop his heart from missing a beat. 3.30 was over 25 minutes away. Today was going to be fun. What do you think, guys? Right, well, I have some questions. So yep. wh- what is the tool? Well, I was hoping that, um, you know, your imagination might fill the right. gap between, right. you know, is, it a, is it a wrench or is it his penis? You know, is it, is it my dad's penis? Is it to do with trains? No. Oh. No, it's not about trains. It's, you've, 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 you've read a porno before um, or seen one. Um, they're, they're full of these sorts right. of doublon tondras. You know, is it about a tool or, or right. what, what's going on here? I'd obviously read Riders by Jilly Cooper because um, Rishi Sunak lent me his copy. Oh, yes. Uh, that's right. That's is it a good read? Oh, How many five stars? stars. Five stars. Five, five stars. stars. Good strong men, good strong horses. I'll add it to my good reads that's list. That's what we like. Men and his best friends. Do you ride? Have you ridden yes, a horse? Yes, I do ride. I think it's very important I think everyone should ride it. It leads to, to wonderful things in life, you know? Such as? It leads to joining the jockey club. You can make lots of friends there, you know, and get a lot of 
lucrative yeah. PPE contracts. An excellent book tip there. Martin, I bet I bet you liked it. Well, I didn't. A little bit steamy, not, wasn't it? It, it was certainly um, a, a good bit of creative writing. And is I it, thank you. Can I ask? Is that the the booby lady? Is she? Uh, can she not afford yep. a bra? Or is she a Marxist? Um, I mm. don't know. I hadn't really thought through the, the character motivation so much. I was just trying to kind of create an erotically charged scene. Right. I really thought there was right. a lot of a uh, lot of electricity to well, that scene. Well, yes, I think she purred at him once, and he yep. coughed at her. You know, yep. that, well, you've got to pretty... use this kind of evocative language. You know, you can't just say it he said, she stuff. said. You've got to use sexy um, words. Sikia, what I'd like to know is the the booby lady and um, the yep. gentleman. Your dad. My my dad, what Rod, What do they yes. think about the ticket offices? Oh, that's a good point. I've not... Do uh... they think they should be closed? Oh, yes. Have you shown it to your dad? No, he's dead. But perhaps the ticket office could become an erotic setting. Perhaps that's another reason to keep them open, is it's another space in which to enable these... Uh, I, we these haven't told that. Charged, we don't, I, can't, uh, I can't speak yet. I don't know if that would okay. be a popular thing to do. I mean, it is... You can, you can just see each other through the little... The screen, you know, already there's, yes. you know, you're being withheld. You have to speak through the. Uh, there's through just the that small... little slot where you can yes, put a coin through. Sometimes you can't you hear have to it. Stroke you have each to other's in. fingers through the slot. I mean, mm. would would these would the, these ticket offices contain booby ladies? How many booby ladies would be in the ticket ticket office? So you're saying essentially it just comes down to cost. Oh, you know, it is just we we, we, costs, we don't yeah, want to take yeah. money unnecessarily from the hardworking public. Okay, we don't want to do that. And we've got to work out whether booby ladies in a ticket office is a worthy cost. And also, are these booby ladies always wanting things fixed, you know? Because that, again, is, is it's not very helpful if people are trying to get tickets and these booby ladies are asking for, you know, help with, with something that we don't really know what it is. Yeah, I suppose in... In this uh, metaphor, the the booby lady would be a uh, train station right. employee, and um, yes, Sir Keir's dad um, w- would be the Conservative Party yes. having to present their oh. listening to credentials. Oh, yes. Oh, I like. Well, I like that. We, we the Tory Party, we do have a lot of glistening tools. You know, and we are ready to share that. I'd notice not just with booby ladies, but with middle-aged men. You know, the old, the, the youthful. Well, that's good to old. hear, and it's great to have a vote of confidence in my creative writing as well. So, can we expect any any more U-turns they're in not, the future, they're Rosie? Not, but, you know, as I say, I don't really like the word U-turn. We are not a U-turning party. Sorry, we are a, a sort of hokey cokey jelly shoes. You know, do do the twist uh, party. And sometimes in the future, we may right. have to do the twist occasionally, should the dance command it, the dance of life, Sakir, of which we are all part of. But at the moment, I'd say... You're right. You know, no plans. We, we, we like our policies. We're sticking with our policies. We're not going to change them anytime soon, unless we're forced to. What about um, attacking someone on an opposition for uh, making a U-turn on one of their policies or, or abandoning a key pledge? Do you reckon that's something that you'd attack an opposition leader for or or now that you're making a habit of doing we're not making terms, habit sort of we're not making habit ease off and on that I, a bit I as think, well with, with all due respect Sakir, your u-turning is out of control it's out of control we will call it out and 
that's that's okay. what we're doing. Well, there we have it. It's, it's one rule for you and a different rule for everybody well, else, uh, isn't no, it? Uh, yes, yes, thank you. Remember, Sir Keir, you can you can be quite stern with with guests. This this isn't MP Rosie Holt's um, yes, you, you know, radio show. So you can you can really be stern. You don't and put need, her on the back foot if you want. Right, okay, so I, I can be. I, can I be... think it's wonderful that we find common ground. No, no, this isn't about finding common ground. That was earlier on with Dominic Cummings. This is about me standing up for my principles and telling you what I think. And I, what I think is that it's just not good enough, and you should. Go to your room. Right. Is that go to my room in a, 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 a sexual way or no? No, okay. no that was that wasn't uh, I did, was, right. wasn't meant no, in that spirit. Is... So I apologise if that's how it came across. Well, Rosie Holt MP, it's been a delight and a pleasure. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you very much. Finally this week, I was delighted to speak to Ishan Akbar, who it says here is the diversity correspondent, but I, I've not actually heard him talk about diversity for a while. Martin? Uh, well, yeah, that's uh, Harriet's decision, and I guess she's just happy for him to have a wide remit. Oh, well, how open-minded of her. Anyway, we caught up with him on his way to Rishi Sunak's AI Summit at 10 Downing Street. So I guess he's the uh, technology correspondent too. And he gave us his hot and spicy takeaway about AI. Let's take a listen. We are joined now by Ishan Akbar, who is on his way to this week's AI Summit. Ishan, are you there? Thank you so much for joining us. Sergey, I am very excited to be going to the AI Summit. It will be a very interesting time. Oh, I, I, I think that's been a bit of a problem. I think we've been joined by uh, some sort of um, algorithmic robot instead <laughs> of by the comedian Ishan Akbar. No, that was actually me all along. Uh, <laughs> oh, just, my goodness. Oh, he, my goodness. Well, he makes jokes. It's very he, funny. It's well, very funny. That. I might, Ishan, do you mind if I use that uh, my next, uh, the next time I need to do a big speech? What, for you to uh, very do your funny. speech sounding like a robot? Just start it, start it pretending to be a robot and then, uh, and, then, and then revealing that I'm not. I just think that would be hilarious. Yes, I think it's well within your grasp to do that. OK, thanks, Ishan. Thanks for the permission. How are you mm. feeling? You're, you've got a hot and spicy take for us this week? Yes, I do. Well, Ooh. look, I'm very excited to be going to this AI summit because, of course, AI is the future. And I don't know if you saw that magnificent social media campaign from the Prime Minister's office where he changed 10 Downing Street into an X because he's got a cheeky little meeting with old Elon Musk. It was very cool. I think as soon as you put an X into things, it makes it makes young people like it more. Yeah, X. Like it's, Xy xylophones. Yes, um, yes. Z X rays. Z Nobody likes rays. Xerox. Yes. Yep, two X's in that. Jamie Foxx. I would say X is actually the sexiest letter out of all the letters. Yeah. Well, the, the words... It's like two penises colliding. Okay. Well, that's not something that I'll ever forget now. But... Um, what about S? S is a sexy letter. It's got those curves. I well, love S. You love that, S, do you? Yeah, it's my, my, the first letter of my surname, but I think it conveys a, a sort of a sexual aura. And, and you've got the sir as well. You know, sir. Yeah. Sir. Kier Starmer. For... Be people rubbing their thighs up and down the nation right now. Did you not think that the X on the front door of 10 Downing Street was a little bit, well, you know, a little bit gauche? Yes. Tacky, um, yes. 
imagine imagine if it was he was having a chat with the CEO of McDonald's and they put the golden arches on there. It's, well, it's look, the same of course thing. you would think that, Martin, because you don't understand what cool is, and AI is cool. AI is the yeah. Future. X is a cool, Martin. Yes. That's why he did it. It's really cool. And so my whole spicy take is this. You know, Rishi is doing such a good job by welcoming AI into government. I think that our government and political classes should be entirely AI. Interesting. Wait. Interesting. Everyone. Absolutely everyone. I think the technology is so good. I think our government should uh, be asked uh, or should should be asked by AI what it should do. And we do what what the AI tells us. And the opposition should be the same. The only thing that I wouldn't change to AI is, I don't know, the SNP. Right. Yeah, you've got to have some people in the room. Yeah, and just get them, because they're all a bit shrill, just rabbiting on about all sorts of nonsense. Yeah. But, I mean, Sir Keir, how would you feel about this? I mean, you're, if you were being... I think it's a good idea. What you think is a good idea? I think it's a great idea. I'm, you know, I'm convinced. I've been presented with a, with a case, all, lots of good evidence for why it should be why it should be what we do. Yes. I mean, you don't really need us, do we? What, what, are we, what are we providing? What are we adding? Absolutely. We don't really need... Look, Belgium were able to survive without a government for, what, a good part of a year or so? And no right. one's saying the Belgians are in strife. It's actually a very nice country in Belgium. Well, it's yeah. lovely in Belgium, but I, I, I think you have to question um, where do the does this AI get its morals, you know? Surely it comes from uh, compiling lots of data that originally came from other humans, so therefore it will be biased based on Listen, the humans neither that input as well, data. I'll, I'll do that. I can program the morals. Neither AI nor politics is about morals, okay? No. It's about no. power, and it's about saying the right thing to appease yeah. the right people. Yeah. It's about doing what people want you to do. Yes. It's about agreeing with with what's put in front of you. Yeah. That's why I think this is a good idea. Unless, oh, sorry, but Martin, do you think it's a bad idea? I think it might be a bad idea. Yeah, it's not a very good idea, is it? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure about this, actually, Ishan, because you you, you need um, politicians to make these... Yeah, you're right, Martin, yeah, to make moral judgments. Yes, and I yes. And think you're removing humanity and morality from the politics. I think it's a terrible idea. OK, why don't you tell me in this last week whether or not our politicians have made a moral judgment? Yeah, that's a great point, actually, Ishan. Yeah, I think politicians just aren't bringing morality to the table. So, yeah, I think, actually, Martin, I think this is a great take. I think we need to replace politicians with AI. And this is a case well, in point, you see. With Sir Keir, he's a really wonderful data source. Whatever you put yep. into the AI at that point is what the AI will give you in the future. And the more yeah, we exactly. have of this flippity-floppity, the better the AI will be. Well, it's not flip-flopping if, you know, if if whatever you say at any given time is the thing that the person you've just spoken to will agree with. Yes. That's just, that's just making everybody happy, isn't it? That's not flip-flopping. Yes. Listen, that's I just... just be, that's just being delightful. I, I think if we look at the parts of society that have been replaced by robots so far, what have we got? Self-checkouts. That's yep. no didn't good. Need, didn't need them. No, well, and so, now I'm. I should. I feel like we should actually get a little discount if I go in there and I'm doing, you know, ten minutes work. They should knock that off my shopping. I'm doing, I'm doing someone else's. What are you buying? Right, well, that's I'm buying place. lots of things. Think, you know, think from, about all the recommendations you get when you're shopping shop. on a website that says, "Look, you might like this, Martin. You bought some grass the other week. How about a plant?" Well, yes, that's I did good. buy. But I mean, even Spotify or the 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 you know the internet music people giving you algorithms. What about the going down to a little pokey independent uh, music shop and having some old 
man tell you or well if you like this band you better check out the people that influence them. Well, or... I don't think old men should be talking to customers. I think that's caused a real problem. The other place where robots have replaced is self-pleasure. Self-pleasure, ask yep. the women. They love robots. That's true. I'd true. Well, I don't, I'm not sure we should be talking about the women because they're not here, so... Robots are better than humans. Well, hmm. Martin, why did you buy grass? Yeah, why did you well, buy yeah, grass? I, you know, you, know, you can just get it. You can just go to any park or garden just picks and rip it up out of the ground. Yeah, I, I don't think you can just steal. How much grass. did you pay for it? You paid a normal it's, amount. It's not stealing grass, is it? It's four, nature. You four, just, four. It's just there. Four pounds. Four pounds. Four pounds. Small, they saw, they saw you coming. Small, they saw no, you coming. No, I was just—it's the border what, for a handful the, for a, for a club. Was there a well, shop? No, when you bought this grass, or did you just as a child just charge you four pounds for some grass? Well, it comes in rolls of turf, doesn't it? And then you put it out what? around your garden, and then that's sometimes you need to replace the uh, the borders. That's astroturf. Have you have you just built a five aside pitch? It's not astro. No, no. We play five aside. Can we use your very new good Astro it, Pitch Turf for our, for our next five-a-side game? How many players oh, do you oh, have in your five-a-side team? Seven. Seven. Yeah, we keep getting disqualified. Yeah, rotate. So that's too many. I think me and Martin are actually supposed to be on the team. I think uh, well, no, you know, there's, but there's we... five without us, but we've sort of attached ourselves to the team. and now they. How keep... much better would your football team be with AI? Oh, I think mean, about it. Yeah, You're no, right. Five so players you just type in up. the names of the two teams yes. beforehand. Then... Yeah, and no one has to play. You can just go to the pub, have a drink, and let AI decide who wins. That sounds These, like I, a dream. I, look, I understand that people love AI and we shouldn't be necessarily scared of embracing change. But you do also have to accept that things are going to be changing very rapidly and we're not necessarily making the decisions to have them, uh, to have them change. So you have to be very careful when entering into this new, new era. And um, I'd like... So, yeah, but I'd I, certainly I'm often like, knackered at the end of a game. Imagine a game where I didn't have to be knackered at the end. Yes. I wouldn't mind that. You just what, sit back Secure, and you don't like change, do you? No, I hate change. Yes. I think everything should stay the same forever. But what, what about this government, though? You want that to change, don't you? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That should change. And then we should replace it with one that's as similar as possible, depending on what people want. And AI will give you that information. So I think what we we'll do is we get all the politicians out of Downing Street, out of Whitehall, get rid of all the civil servants. Sack them. Tear it all down and have one computer. That just does um, it all for you, like Hal. Yes. Do you, well, that didn't end too well, did it? That I mean, oh, I didn't see the ending. I got bored. Oh, I won't too give long. it away, but it it's it's it doesn't end so well. Listen, the, the thing, the question that I have here is, if we're giving up all of our freedoms to the people in charge of the AI, this your, your Elon Musk's and your your whoever that that chap is that runs Chat GPT, um, you know. How do we know that they are reliable and can be trusted? Surely there will be one person willing to um, to manipulate others through the use of this new technology. No, but look, and where Martin, are the safeguards to protect us? Martin, your life and data is not interesting enough for anyone to do anything with. That's true. Well, we just had a good chat about my grass. As the same with Sekir, nothing you do and no data you input is at all interesting. None no, of us nobody, have anything interesting. Nobody cares. The only people who need to be worried I've, are paedophiles, I've got secrets. fraudsters, oh, not those kind. and cryptocurrency dealers. Yeah, no, we don't want... That's none of us. We don't want them. They're bad, bad people. Also, we could just replace people like Musk with AI. You know, if we're worried about whether or not he's a reliable Absolutely. person to program the AI, then just <laughs> replace him with an AI. Well, 
Ishan, you've convinced me. I think it's a very interesting take. I personally would like to see myself and all my colleagues replaced with an algorithm. Uh, before we say goodbye, Ishan, have you heard the podcast Off Menu? Yes, I have heard the podcast Off Menu. Very, very popular podcast. Now, you might know I'm here because I'm thinking of launching my own podcast. I'm trying to work out what the format should be. Yes. So I just thought we'd quickly try out a little Off Menu uh, type format just to see if it's something that works for me. So in that one, it's their favourite meal. Is that right? They're choosing their favourite meal yes. from, an imagine, from an imaginary restaurant. Yes. So I thought my twist, because I don't just want to do the same thing, you can choose your favourite meal, but from a r real restaurant. Okay. So uh, there's a nice Vietnamese near me. Uh, so what what do you want from it? What are you having? What, what's, We're what's, in the Vietnamese. What's the name of the uh, Vietnamese place? Uh, it's called Phô Tha. It's really Phô nice. I, I go there. Yep. They do, do um, they do all sorts. They do uh, Vietnamese food. I often have the com curry dao. Can I? How about this? Seeing as I'm at this conference, yeah. can I ask AI what I should order? Oh yeah, good idea. Yeah, it'll probably have a, it'll engineer the perfect answer. Okay. Well, I, I think just not not to unpick this too much, but I, I think more the the off menu boys are sort of trying to pull out little bits about someone's personality. You know, are you still or sparkling water, uh, papa dumplings yeah. or, or or bread? What, yeah, but that's what, what not you... the point, Martin. I'm not doing off menu. I'm doing right. like an even better version of off menu where On we're, menu. Just, we're just saying what what do you want to order from this Vietnamese restaurant? Okay, so I've asked AI. Can I get some prawn summer rolls? Yeah. They do so those. Beef flank fur. Yep. Can I get the Wait a minute. Pancake. What is this I'm just Ishan? Oh, are you just buying Ishan a meal can now? Can I give is that what? Yeah, the Vietnamese... podcast is just I buy a Vietnamese meal for can my guests. Can I get guest. Vietnamese coffee? Yep. Well, can I That's fine. Can I get a little uh, maybe some No, you're rolls? not my you're not my guest, Martin. You're not my guest on the podcast. Yes. I I see. And, and yeah, no, that makes can sense. I get some chips. I always have chips with every meal. I have chips with every yep, meal. Yeah, sure thing. Thank you. And what, are you going to deliver it to the Yeah, I'll deliver it. There we go. Off it's gone. That's great. So yeah, I think I think that's a I good love this idea. format. Yeah, short it's and sweet. It's quite expensive to run, I think. Oh god, yes, yes. But we'll we'll get some sponsors in. Yeah, we'll get some sponsors. They'll cover it. We'll get the restaurant to sponsor it. So all the money they get, they then put back into the sponsorship, sponsorship and it's, it yeah. sustains itself. Exactly. It's right. A perfect loop. This is actually quite a good economic policy. Yeah. I might work it into the manifesto. Manifest foe. Very good. Very good. This is why does I might use that love... as well in one of my speeches. That's so funny. They just the jokes. I... Manifest foe. Can't wait to say that. Well, Ishan, thank you so much for your hot and spicy take. I'm convinced. Martin, are you convinced? I'm not really convinced at all, no. Yeah, no, I'm not really convinced either. I look forward to the government classes being replaced <laughs> by AI. <laughs> Oh, 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 I'm crying. I can't stop laughing. Well, that's it for this week. Harriet's back next week, but in the meantime, like, subscribe, tell your friends, have a conversation with a stranger about it, follow the out-of-context nonsense and blue sky account, and keep those questions coming to nonsenseandpodcast.gmail.com. Thanks to Jos Norris, Brendan Murphy, Ishan Akbar, Rosie Holt, Marek Larwood, and Ed Morrish. I'm Sir Keir Starmer, and we'll be back next week with more Nonsensor.